Welcome to the show, 5 Sharp Fam. I'm AJ. Before we get into it, become part of the notification squad by hitting the bell next to the subscribe button on YouTube. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and it is a somber one in this episode. Uh, man, there's uh, a lot of grief in this one where uh, we're starting off with Anton Walks has tragically passed away. And yeah, rest in power, sweet prince. I mean, you are... Uh, forever a part of Atlanta United history and yeah I mean it is definitely incredibly sad to hear about uh, his passing uh, it was uh, apparently on a Wednesday and uh, yeah the uh, the incident was uh, reportedly from the Miami Herald uh, that it was a boating accident but uh, yeah definitely just incredibly sad and you know, uh, I mean, a player that, you know, the from the 2017 season, I mean, he ingratiated himself with the fans and he played a massive part in our first year and, uh, you know, even came back for seconds and uh, definitely just a, a great guy from all accounts. His teammates loved him. Uh, you know, the city of Atlanta loved him. And uh, even, you know, a lot of tributes from former teammates and uh, current and former clubs. Of course, uh, you know, we had exposed him to the, uh, to the draft and, uh, you know, to the expansion draft and Charlotte FC took him. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just a very tragic uh, thing at the tender age of 25. And it really just shows you how tender and you know, just fragile life is. So, yeah, definitely, you know, just, you know, uh, say say I love you to your, your loved ones. Say I love you to your, you know, your friends. Check in on your friends. Uh, you know, whenever you think of them, just message them. I mean, you never know. Like, it, it really just shows how, uh, you know, how life is, just this, uh, you know, this passing thing, really, and, uh, you know, we all really gotta cherish it a lot more, and, you know, uh, I think, yeah, Anton Walks, it's something that, uh, you know, in terms of maybe looking back on his uh, career with LA United, I mean, we saw how he uh, really helped us in that 2017 season, uh, at right fullback, uh, overtook Ty Mears, and yeah, I mean, uh, kind of solidified that for us a little bit, and uh, you know, helped us uh, kind of climb the table. Um, yeah, I mean, and you know, that first goal that he had, uh, that knee slide at Bobby Dodd, uh, you know, scoring against San Jose, I mean, the uh. The other notable, uh, you know, goal that he had when, uh, whew, yeah, when he played against Nashville SC in 2021, he had, uh, you know, gotten that captain's armband, and yeah, just the guy that, uh, man, I mean, you know, every teammate uh, that has uh, paid some tributes, I mean, it's just, you know, they, they speak about just, you know, how good of a guy he was, a bigger brother to them, uh, especially George Campbell and George Bellow. I mean, just someone that, uh, 
you know, uh, by all accounts, I mean, just a, a class act and, um, you know, he will be missed greatly. Uh, yeah. Thoughts definitely go out to his family and his loved ones and everyone who's hurting at this time. I mean, uh, it's not even just, you know, the, uh, the people in Atlanta. I mean, even like a former Atlanta Hawk and Dennis Schroeder, uh, you know, paid a tribute to him on his shoes. And, uh, you know, like he definitely had far reaching, uh, you know, kind of impact in uh, people's lives from uh, Pompeii to Tottenham to, you know, obviously uh, MLS in the States. And so, uh, yeah. And also, I mean, this uh, this tribute from uh, Twitter user Laney Red, the, uh, this art piece is really, really incredible. And uh, I have it on the screen currently. And if you're on a podcast, just come over and check it out. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it just speaks to kind of how he lit up a room and how he, uh, you know, always held himself accountable uh, to fans as well. If he had a bad game or any of that, like he, you know, he was definitely, uh, he was definitely someone that's, uh, you know, uh, was responsible for his, for his actions and for his play. And uh, that's really all you can ask ever from any player. And so, yes, rest in power, Anton Walks, forever part of Atlanta United history. And yeah, definitely a, a very, very sad, uh, sad thing. And definitely the most sad thing, uh, you know, in this episode. But unfortunately, we have more sadness to, uh, to report. But uh, before that... Uh, Garth Lagerway, he, uh, he spoke to the media and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh, some, some pieces about, uh, you know, what he's expecting to do. And, uh, one of the major things is that he is upgrading our analytical departments with some more technology and personnel, definitely something that, uh, is sorely needed. Uh, and I think you would see kind of, uh, the history with Seattle Sounders, the prolonged success that uh, they've had, you know, they've been able to have because of, uh, you know, his uh, oversight on, you know, analytics departments, uh, you know, at, uh, at the Sounders. And so uh, it's something that's, uh, yeah, he mentioned uh, to AJC that's, uh, you know, something uh, that he wanted to revamp was culture. And, uh, you know, he mentioned that, uh, you know, he wanted to, uh, you know, that he wanted to make this kind of like a law firm. And, uh, you know, he realizes that uh, people might roll their eyes. That's uh, really like a Fortune 500 law firm. But, uh, yeah, he mentioned that uh, when he worked there, he was trained and taught to be like, yeah, you know, responsible for just 1% of that case. But yours to own and if you did well you get more work to do and you know that type of thing and um uh, yeah i mean he, he basically mentions that uh you know uh everywhere he's gone he's come up he's uh he's taken it very seriously he's you know uh in terms of um you know those trajectories in his uh, previous jobs at rsl rail salt lake and uh, at Seattle sounders i mean you know he's uh he's definitely 
uh, you know, taking that, taking that, uh, that onus, that responsibility to be uh, a leader, and uh, you know, he's, uh, yeah, definitely thinking that you know, business isn't too different from sports, and that uh, yeah, you get a report card every week, and you know, all that. But uh, yeah, you know, in terms of uh, you know, sports, obviously, it's a slightly different where it, uh, you know. You get written about in the paper, and you know it's a little bit uh, slightly different. But I mean, it is uh, it is definitely you know for uh, Garth Lagerwey, he's uh, he's really making sure that uh, you know there's all the aspects that uh, you know he sees that can improve. He's going to try to uh, you know bring his experience, bring his uh, you know know-how in order to uh, to make this kind of the uh, a first class organization that we know it can be and uh yeah in terms of you know the uh you know previous kind of things that he's been able to do uh you know he obviously was a little bit more on the uh you know players uh side of things and salaries and all that but now he's going to take over a little bit uh, uh definitely allowed just a little bit but the uh, main responsibilities that say a Darren Eels was uh, doing and while he may not be uh, like he said uh, Garth, Garth Lockerway said he might not be like Darren taking shots in the parking lots but uh, you know he uh, you know with fans he will definitely probably be uh, you know just as uh, kind of placing that importance on the supporters and that relationship as he uh as his predecessor and uh you know they've already done some uh meetings with some supporters groups to uh to kind of uh do a little introductory uh, you know meeting but also uh he looks forward to you know uh talking with uh the supporters uh, on a regular basis and seeing what they uh you know what what we're needing and uh, holding the team accountable for you know what uh, you know what changes we're making, what uh, progressions we're going to to do. So um, yeah, you know the uh, he's saying um, they had the meeting over at the Blank family office, and um, you know he got to know them a little bit, and he's looking forward to more of that and continuing to make uh, you know this uh, unique part of the so- soccer culture and certainly the. Atlanta United culture, uh, kind of the uh, a robust sports group. So, um, yeah, you know, he had previously uh, also met with supporters groups in Seattle as well. And uh, yeah, he uh, he said his job was voted on every four years by supporters. And uh, yeah, there were two votes, 87 percent in one, and then ninety percent in another. So uh, he's saying. Uh, I like to think that I have some background in terms of listening to supporters and having a positive relationship with them. So, yeah, no one's ever going to have a 100% approval. But, uh, yeah, definitely that is uh, a strong, strong thing to uh, to note here. And uh, on the Apple TV thing, I think uh, this is the uh, really, really um, interesting bit is that, um, yeah, Doug Roberson of AGC, he asked... Uh, which will be more impactful to LA United, the Apple TV deal, or getting to host the World Cup games in 2026? And uh, yeah, he mentioned that um, he hopes both, but 
you know, when we talked about the innovation that is Apple TV, like people can see us all over the world. I think it's an, an amazing opportunity for the league and to be a trendsetter here. It's one of the first leagues to go this direction. And uh, he said uh, also that you look at the demographics of MLS, it's young, it's hip, it's tech-focused, it's diverse, very much Apple's audience. So I think it's a really good fit here. And I think it's going to, uh, I think people are going to watch us play and we're going to get calls. I want to play for LA United. Look at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Look at that crowd. It's the biggest in America. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, he also mentioned about the World Cup and, you know, he's saying that's a generational opportunity. And when you look at the league as a whole, the run-up in the next four years, when you talk about why did I come here, I know you didn't ask that, but I like to make everything about me. It's got a little bit of a... You know, um, you know, candor as well. But uh, he says, I have three boys and I wanted to go to a place that was going to host, uh, be a host city because I wanted to have, uh, to wanted my kids to have that experience. And I think it's such an opportunity in Atlanta specifically because of the legacy of the Olympics. And so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, definitely. Uh, Atlanta definitely had a come up after the Olympics in 1996. And yeah, yeah that come up after the World Cup could be something significant as well. So definitely uh, really, really um, heartening news to a degree that uh, there is, uh, you know, a purpose while he's here. He's trying to, uh, you know, not only make uh, LA United have a come up, but uh, Atlanta on a whole as well. So really good stuff there. And uh, yeah, also some news over the past week is that uh, Gonzalo Pineda, he seemed confident uh, during his press conference that three new players at different, at different positions are on the way. Uh, I think that's uh, yeah, really in <laughs> you know, interesting, but also uh, you know, the preseason is already you know, kind of going. It's uh, obviously some games are coming up quick. But uh, yeah, we definitely have some uh, some holes in our roster, and so these do need to come very very fast. But um, yeah, I mean, one of those holes, obviously, uh, you know, we'll talk about in a few. But uh, yeah, Pineda was also asked about his uh, his game model and if uh, you know that he thinks that he'd change a bunch of things in the new season. He said uh, that yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, he doesn't really think that, uh, you know, he's going to change a ton and it's, uh, you know, he's just going to, you know, hope to execute with, uh, you know, players that uh, are more of a fit for his system and uh, players like Etienne and the three new players hopefully will be that. So, yeah, we'll see with Pineda. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, he, he also... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, definitely it's just uh, Pineda, you know, he's, uh, for me, he's uh, he's on a short leash for me. I mean, uh, he's had, uh, you know, this uh, this last season now, and it's, I mean, he, he has to, he has to get this team, um, you know, kind of doing what we, uh, we want them to do, which is win, and, um, you know, playing with a, a kind of defined style, because we weren't really seeing a really defined style of play. We uh, we made a lot of mistakes, and it seemed like uh, you know not only rifts in the uh, uh, not only in the locker room, but also uh, you know 
players kind of down tooling a little bit. It just he's uh he and of course Pokenegra are both on the thin ice that uh, they should be uh, until they can prove otherwise. Because uh, Pokenegra, obviously, you know we've seen his uh, his non-progression really uh, with his time at the club, and uh, you know you have to think as well the uh, the moves that uh, are being made currently. Uh, maybe there are some uh, some things to it that uh, you know you have the guy the uh, you know the new guy that comes in and then you have the you know the previous uh, or you know the incumbent uh, you know manager or technical director kind of make some moves for you before you uh, maybe let them go so who knows is that the case I mean obviously Bocanegra has not been completely a wash through his time here but I mean there has just been too many uh, you know kind of regressions in terms of uh, you know LA United in this time that yeah thin ice is definitely the case but anyway uh, so uh, Guzan he also talked about uh, you know coming back from his injury and uh, he talked about learning to enjoy the difficult moments now that he's back from it he said quote I'm like a kid on the first day, running out there, just messing around and having fun. Talking about preseason, of course. And uh, when it's time to work, it's time to work. But, you know, you do it with a smiling face. And he also said during his recovery, he realized that the quote-unquote rage that uh, gets into him while watching games uh, from afar. And, uh, yeah, I mean, fortunately, his uh, kids were there to step in and, like, keep him distracted when he was at home. But... Yeah, uh, you know, he uh, he said, quote, I, it, I wasn't just, oh, poor me. I put my dad hat on and they don't care. I'm recovering from an Achilles. So, yeah, you know, definitely, uh, you know, the, the veteran presence will be much needed in, uh, in this squad and especially kind of the continuity. So, uh, yeah, it is uh, it is what that is, uh, of course, uh, Braggazan aging, but uh, still definitely, you know, um, you know, the starting keeper for LA United but yeah uh in terms of uh yeah the biggest news for Atlanta United this past week of course is Joseph Martinez being bought out from uh his contract and uh you know the uh the club used its one off-season buyout uh and he you know no longer occupied a designated spot and then uh yeah Jose Martinez, because he has a no-trade clause, uh, he you know has a choice of where he can go, and he chose, of course, to go to Inter Miami. And uh, yeah, they'll retain a portion of his guaranteed contract uh, for their 2023 salary budget. And I mean, that's the the interesting bit with MLS is that MLS owns the contracts for players. And so, you know, that uh, that budget charge just kind of transfers over to uh, any player that moves to a club, uh, to another club in MLS. But, yeah, Carlos Bocanegra, he said, uh, yeah, uh, some things. I mean, in the, uh, in the, the press release, he uh, said, Joseph has played a pivotal role in LA United's history, scoring memorable goals and hosting multiple trophy, uh, trophies for moments that will forever live with our supporters. 
He was a foundational piece who was responsible for helping build our brand into what it is today. We cannot thank him enough for his contributions to the club and the community over the last six years. He will always be a part of Atlanta United, and we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. But uh, yeah, also, he uh, <laughs> calls Boca Negra. Uh, yeah, he also mentioned something that, um, you know, in his quote, that, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, perplexing. But uh, he, he essentially said that we could have been nasty and prevented him from going to uh, you know, certain clubs, but we wanted to, uh, you know, give him, um, you know, the, give him the choice and, you know, let him go to, a, a place that he wanted. And I mean, I'm just sorry. That's not <laughs> like, he actually said this to the press. And if that doesn't really kind of exemplify what's going on behind the scenes, like so many players that have left Atlanta United, whether it's LGP, whether it's uh, Julian Gressel, whether it's Darlington Nagby, there have been whispers. There have been whispers, not confirmed obviously, but whispers of uh, that just lack of finesse from Boca Negra when players are leaving. And uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of kind of resentment uh, towards the technical director and it is yeah just very perplexing but uh, I mean to talk more about Joseph Martinez though and this exit I mean uh, I, well according to Franco Paniso he uh, he uh, tweeted out that uh, Joseph Martinez he also drew serious interest from Austin FC Charlotte and Nashville uh, during this offseason so I mean yeah definitely very, uh, oh, you know, I probably would have preferred him to go to Austin, if anything, because that's at least on the West Coast. We don't have to see Jose Martinez, but uh, see him, we will, that's for sure. But yeah, Jose Martinez uh, in his history with LA United 158 games, 111 goals, four trophies, and I mean, you know, just prolific in his time. I mean, from 2017 to 2019, I mean, just an incredible three year run. Uh, of course, uh, you know, he came in as uh, a player on loan and yeah, shortly after we uh, pretty much made him a permanent transfer, but um, yeah, scored 19 goals in 20 matches in his first season. I mean, yeah, you know, that record-breaking campaign in 2018, uh, you know, first player, first MLS player to become an MLS All-Star, regular season and MLS Cup MVP in the same season. 31 goals that uh, broke the record at that time and, uh, you know, won the Golden Boot, uh, won us the MLS Cup, and I think broke a duck for Atlanta in terms of championships in uh, this city. I mean, so definitely uh, just an iconic player and up there in the likes of, you know, just uh, the, the pantheon of legendary players uh, for uh, not only MLS, but for Atlanta. I mean, you know, I would say up there with Tripper Jones, up there with, you know, uh, you know, possibly like, uh, you know, those, uh, those elites, you know, so, uh, I mean, it's just definitely, uh, you know, you, you have Dominic Wilkin, you have, uh, Wilkins rather. And, you know, you have, uh, you know, just the iconic 
players that uh, you you say their first name and you you know who you're talking about. And it's Joseph, like most people, uh, will at least re- they've recognized Atlanta United from that. So it is, uh, yeah, you know, we made a superstar here. And Jose Martinez, obviously, he said that uh, you know this is his Real Madrid or Barcelona, and that uh, he wouldn't leave unless LA United didn't want him anymore. And unfortunately, yeah, you know, uh, it was kind of the writing was on the wall. The writing was definitely on the wall, uh, of course, with the uh, report from Felipe Cardenas uh, last season and before that last game. And, you know, it's definitely a shame. It's definitely a shame that, yeah, the emotions were still too raw that, you know, Jose Martinez, even in kind of the dead rubber that it was in that last game, wasn't started, wasn't given a send-off. And, you know, that uh, that kind of uh, uh, locker room, you know, kind of bust up a little bit. Uh, it just became, you know, the sticking point that, uh, you know, uh, it kind of made the the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back and yeah I mean uh, Jose Martinez he uh, he said to the press uh, during his introductory Miami uh, you know press conference that uh, you know uh, on the Atlanta on Atlanta and the fans that nothing is over Atlanta have a special side in my heart we had great days together they supported me in the good times and the bad I'm so grateful to them I wish you the best and then he also, uh, a couple days later, after he was announced uh, to enter Miami, he said, quote, uh, on his social media, you will always be the kings of my heart, forever grateful. Big part of my heart will always be here with you all. I love you forever at Atlanta United. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's uh, it seems like, you know, in terms of Jose Martinez, I mean, he, uh, because of his family, you know, uh, his new child, uh, you know, his baby mama, they're living in Miami. He was uh, reportedly uh, shopping for homes in Miami the previous week. Uh, it was the place for him to uh, to go. And I think it may also make sense a little bit. He, uh, you know, uh, he was frequent on uh, Lake Lanier. I mean, he found solace there. I mean, it seems like... Uh, you know, Miami with uh, the proximity to the waters was definitely uh, first choice for him. Uh, and unfortunately, only one, uh, you know, one season contract. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, he can uh, make that full comeback. But uh, I know we were all, uh, you know, massive, massive fans of Jose Martinez uh, at LA United. And yeah, while you have your, your naysayers and your... Uh, people that are saying good riddance, uh, or maybe at the least saying, you know, he's a toxic personality. I mean, there's no doubt the legendary status of Jose Martinez for Atlanta United. And uh, while, you know, the production or playing time definitely fell off uh, during the latter years here, I mean, yeah, that, you know, the shouts of building the statue, I mean... Yeah, is that his legacy? You know, uh, should he have a should he have a statue here? I mean, it definitely is. We wish him the best of luck at Inter Miami, and hopefully he will not kill us too hard when he uh, when he plays us. But yeah, uh, it is uh, gonna be hard. And um, yeah, Bocanegra he said 
It's an emotional day. The door is always open for him here. Uh, but he all, Bokenegger also said that uh, Lagerway uh, was brief during his interviews and uh, he knew what was going on with Joseph Martinez. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Boca also mentioned that if he feels pr- more pressure having traded away the, or not traded away, but like essentially uh, losing the face of the franchise, uh, you know, new president, no playoffs last year. He said there's always pressure, but um, also apparently the uh, allocation money that comes from uh, this uh, buyout has nothing uh, to do, or that allocation money has nothing to do with the money used to buy out Joseph Martinez. So the, uh, all that allocation money is still there, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be very weird to see him, uh, in Atlanta, uh, with an inter Miami shirt. And yeah, we play Miami, uh, on May 6th, but, uh, we will play him at the Benz on September 16th. And so no doubt there will be, uh, yeah, some uh, some Joseph Martinez kits at the uh, the stadium. I know uh, I've seen a lot of fans already uh, going to buy some Inter Miami uh, kits. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of people are Joseph Martinez fans. I mean, he's just that uh, you know, just that bravado, that uh, that big of a you know a draw around the league. So yeah, uh, Carlos Bocanegra. He also mentioned on bringing another striker. He said, whether we do something now or in the summer, obviously we need to start the season with a center forward, so we want to bring in someone that is impactful, but we're not going to rush into something that we don't feel comfortable with. Uh, Boca also said, uh, yeah, on the four-year contract uh, that uh, is on the table for Miles Robinson, uh, he says that it's still on the table and it's unsigned. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he said, we'll have continual conversations, but we're not in a rush or going to take the offer off the table. But that current deal for Miles Robinson expires after the season. So, yeah, I mean, you don't blame Miles Robinson for maybe not taking it because, I mean, you know, he could, after this season, if he plays well and he stays healthy, he could, uh, you know, be on a free to go anywhere, you know, in Europe if he wanted to. And, uh, you know, uh, I think if you're him, like, uh, you know, you're not tied to having to, uh, you know, sign a contract that will tie you here if, uh, you know, that move doesn't materialize. But, uh, and t- to be fair, I mean, you know, Cosmoconegra isn't necessarily uh, inspiring the, uh, the confidence with uh, the moves that he's been making over the years, and we haven't exactly been... Uh, you know that stalwart in the uh, the playoffs, or you know breeding that uh, that winning uh, that we have really craved. So, yeah, it, I don't think you can blame Miles Robinson at all. But uh, in terms of that uh, striker bring uh, being brought in, hopefully it is uh, you know someone that's permanent. But uh, you know you never know; it could be uh, someone on loan uh, to. You know, see how they trial and see if uh, they are a fit for the club before they sign him permanently. But uh, moving on from that, LA United, uh, they in the uh, 2023 Leagues Cup, they'll face Cruz Azul, uh, the Mexican side, and also, of course, Inter Miami. So, uh, yeah, the group stage of the uh, inaugural edition, and uh, yeah, it's the CONCACAF 
competition where all 47 clubs, uh, 18 from Liga Emekis and 29 from MLS, will play in a World Cup-style tournament. Uh, and they'll qualify three clubs for the 2024 CONCACAF Champions League. And uh, it'll take place July 21st to August 19th. So, uh, yeah, we'll see Joseph Martinez three times this year. So, uh, we will definitely, yeah, that'll be super great. Cool. Uh, so, uh, moving on to some transfer rumors. Uh, Urawa Red Diamonds, uh, they've... Uh, yeah, reached an agreement with Celtic for uh, the transfer of uh, Giorgio's uh, Giamukis, Giacomakis, sorry, butchering this name. But um, yeah, it's a $4 million, uh, 4 million euro package, but apparently Atlanta United were trying to sign this, uh, this player. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, definitely... Someone that uh, maybe we could have gotten, we'll never know in this uh, sense. But uh, you know, uh, if it finalizes, uh, I will uh, you know keep you guys updated on this transfer rumor. But uh, another transfer rumor is uh, the left-sided center back Alexander Callens, uh, formerly of NYCFC, who of course is a free agent, but uh, he reportedly is close to signing with Girona FC in La Liga, and uh, yeah, the 30-year-old Peruvian, uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the most sought-after ones, and I mean, if he can get to La Liga, I've, it would make sense, so uh, yeah, apparently he will sign a two-and-a-half-year contract, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a big miss, because he is, a, he is a winner, he is very, very talented, and he would bring some, uh, definitely some uh some really, really good experience to this side that definitely needs winners and players that, uh, you know, uh, maybe in a win-now mode because, yeah, you know, there are, uh, while we can rebuild, there also are players that can help us in the immediate. But uh, other bits of news is that MLS, they announced that the allocation order is no longer in effect. So, yeah, that was due to St. Louis City, the new franchise in MLS, losing out on the asset that was the top spot in the allocation order. And uh, they will retain first refusal over one player of their choosing who's on the allocation ranking list. So uh, that kind of just does away with all the allocation uh, order in the league. And essentially, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like any player that's, um, you know, becomes a free agent, that type of thing, then, you know, it uh, there's not that order that it actually has to go through anymore. Uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting. So, um, or you know, not just free agents, but you know, players that uh, players that are uh, you know released and whatnot. They all have that order. Um, but anyway, uh, LNI two they uh, announced Friday the return of eight players from last year's team, in addition of three new players to the roster. Uh, that would be Sebastian. Guerra, uh, that's a, he's a goalkeeper, and midfielder Kofi Tuamasi, or Tuamasi, and forward Kareem uh, Tamimi, and yeah, uh, in terms of uh, the returning players, you know, there's of course Vicente Reyes, uh, defenders Raymar and Nelson Orji, uh, midfielders Nick Firmino, David Mejia, Emenike Nwogu. Uh, Tony Tiente and John, uh, Jonathan Vilal. 
and uh, yeah, a bunch of them have also made uh, their uh, their youth national teams, and yeah, it's definitely fantastic to see because yeah, there are uh, some very talented players at Atlanta United two right now that uh, of course you know will be played uh, that will be playing in uh, the the new league for uh, you know all the. MLS uh, reserve squads, but um, yeah, Vicente Reyes, uh, one of them, uh, he started for La Roja uh, in their Sudamericano opener against Ecuador, but um, yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, just really good to see uh, a lot of our players getting that recognition and those call-ups, and speaking of that, uh, former uh, players, uh, yeah, just really... Uh, kind of crazy in the sense that, uh, you know, was talked about all the time here uh, during his time uh, with the Five Stripes, but Julian Gressel, he became a U U.S. citizen on November, uh, and yeah, he got his first call up to the U.S. men's national team, so congrats to Gressel. Uh, he, of course, was born in Germany, but uh, married an American girl, and so now he uh, can play for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, 29, but yeah, you know, obviously uh, still very, very useful. Maybe not the part of the setup for the uh, next World Cup, but uh, definitely a player that will get some uh, some uh, call-ups to the U.S. men's national team now. So congrats for his first call-up. And uh, as well to another former five-stripe in Brandon Vasquez. And so, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, he had the choice between Mexico and the United States, of course, because he's pretty much a dual citizen. But uh, he has gotten that call up, and I think it's overdue. I mean, he probably should have uh, maybe uh, maybe been a part of that World Cup squad because, my God, we needed some, uh, some forward attacking options for sure. But uh, last bit of news is that, uh, yeah, former five-stripe, Jake Mulraney, of course, uh, who had moved on to uh, Orlando City in that trade. He, uh, yeah, he has, uh, you know, kind of per his request, apparently, uh, he's moved to uh, Patrick's Athletic FC of the Irish Premier Division. So, yeah, he uh, he signs a multi-year uh, deal and he is no longer in MLS, but uh, yeah, wish him the best. Uh, always a good guy. Uh, in and around the team and um, you know when he was traded it was kind of a shock it was like yeah I mean a player that definitely um, you know had his usefulness with us uh, so yeah definitely good to see him not in Orlando City Purple so yeah that is the news guys and pretty much the entire episode a somber one and yeah, uh, if you got to the end of this one, yeah, massive appreciation. I mean, this was not easy to, uh, you know, talk myself into here as Anton walks. Uh, definitely, that is, you know, just incredibly, uh, incredibly sad to uh, to see him, uh, to see his passing, and uh, Joseph Martinez, obviously as well. Uh, just a massive part of. The Atlanta United setup since day one is no longer uh, in Atlanta. And yeah, uh, we have some big moves ahead of us coming up. I'll keep you updated on all the socials and on here, of course, on Five Stripe Weekly. So keep it locked. But in terms of uh, wrapping up this episode, 
It's uh, we've of course got the question of the day, and the question of the day is, what is Joseph Martinez's lasting legacy in Atlanta? Let us know in the comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. Thank <laughs> you.